I love you. Ring-a-ding-dingling, and welcome back to the couch. That, those were the beautiful bells of uh, Notre Dame right there, uh, rep, rep, replicated by yours truly, the Green Traveler. Bing bang bong. You went bing bang bong. <laughs> bing bang bong. <laughs> we we paid for the real bells, but sadly it burned down. So <laughs> yeah, most expensive waste of money of our life. Oh, yeah. Um, you talking about how it, it, you know, has burnt down? Like, what hasn't it been like twice in our life? This that is, was it twice? I don't know. I kind of burned down it. one time. I, I well, I thought it was like when they were rebuilding it, it burnt down again. Oh, did they? Um, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm happened. just remembering that wrong. Don't. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, science is what's involved there. <laughs> well, we are here. Uh, did you say you're the green? You didn't traveler? say who you were. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm the faceless Leon, and this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green Faces on the Couch. We're here talking about the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Uh, Notre oh, Dame. Shit. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So, <laughs> Notre <South> Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame? Yeah. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It's not her damn, it's mine. Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, this is uh to to spoil it right out the gate, this is like probably my favorite Disney film. So. It's pretty it's it it's worthy of yeah. that title. It's a good fucking movie. I love the music man yeah it's the music really good is so fucking i love the music man too that's a decent decent musical but the the I music d- is I i've worked that show <laughs> i disagree i, I did too I, I i worked it in high school but uh, you know that was a long time ago i remembered enjoying it the shapoopy come on <laughs> shapoopy man shapoopy's no, hilarious it's the worst i yeah, had to spotlight just... it i think yeah I, I did the funny. audio so i was able to control the mics and it was funny yeah I was just like after after a while we were just like no we're just gonna put one fucking condenser mic up in the ceiling and that's it like <laughs> I'm not tr- I'm not turning on all these fucking actors and their and their voices because I can't figure out how to make them all sound right. good together yeah they're and all, all their dancing all high school shoes teenagers. too like like not even in time yeah. steps probably because they're no, high schoolers <laughs> yeah I turned I turned on one person's mic I remember there was one guy who was really good at uh, at at um projecting what is that projecting thank yeah. you yeah he was really good at that he had a beautiful voice and i, I remember i put his mic up to 25 percent, and then the condenser <laughs> mic was on and that was it and it was just those two and that was all the audience could hear Dude. but they could hear everybody singing on stage of course so like it was fine <laughs> for the fans at good. home do you remember what he played um no yeah i don't I remember character names either Gary and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> but no, the, I, I remember I got there because I said the music. I love the music in this. Yes. Uh, and Hunchback and Under Dom. It's fucking great, man. Especially the um the the very intro. So like ever since I was a, a kid, I've loved Edgar Allan Poe, and he has a poem called The Bells, and that's my oh, favorite yeah. poem by him. I I I never know how one. to how to. Uh, say it because it's like the rhythm is so weird to me. Mm. But I fucking love that poem. It's a good one. And yeah. uh, 
Yeah, every time I hear the beginning of Hunchback of Notre Dame, when you have the uh, the the one guy, what's his what's his name, the the wacky character that introduces uh, everything. Oh, the the jester character. Let's see. Yeah, the archdeacon. No, it's not the archdeacon. Never mind. That's the that's. No, it's definitely not the archdeacon. He's not on the on the Wikipedia list. I had the IMDb list up there Kloppen? in just a minute. Was it Kloppen? 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 Oh yeah, Romani puppeteer Kloppen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Klo- Kloppen Trulifu. Trulifu. Played by Paul Kendall. He has a song at the beginning <coughs> uh, where where he's talking about you know the the bells of Notre Dame and that's I mean that's just the song is he's just saying bells over a lot and it just it always reminds me of that Edgar Allan Poe novel so it always gets me in the like right mood set immediately I'm just like yeah, yeah. I like this yeah yeah and the rest of the music is just fucking flame do the kids still say flame is that is that a good thing uh, no I think I, I the last I heard was um bop and that might be old too bop yeah 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 bet I remember bet. <laughs> I remember bet a couple times. I don't know what that means, but I I've heard I, it. I don't either. We're showing <laughs> you our age. Can't these days. Got, the damn words they gotta say. Gotta stop showing our age. Um. So, so, dude, literally, I said like the last like two weeks, I've said something and had like the youngest guy at work be like, "Did you really just say that right now?" <laughs> and I was just like, "What is that bad?" Like, <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what are you talking about? I said it all the time as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that old am i jeez <laughs> oh uh, god yeah but no i i i'm immediately set into this movie i love it and uh kloppen is our narrator do you want to do you want to summarize what kloppen lets us in on the info that he he dishes out uh, i will try he um he starts off the story by telling this the tale of how Quasimodo was found by Frollo, who I don't know what he does. What is Frollo's job, judge. anyways? Is he a judge? He's a judge. Okay. Judge Cloud Frollo. He's an ass. Um, He's an and ass, man. He hates the Romanis, and there, by the way, is a lot of slurs in this movie, but yeah. at, at this... And no... No what? cultural card again, I don't think. Yeah, no cultural card again. Well, I, I, I feel like I feel like... The the Romani, you know, the 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 Romani slur that most people know, I right. feel like most people still don't realize that it's a slur. Yeah, it's like, true. I still feel like it's, it's not true. like a, a publicly and recognized thing. Definitely in the 90s, it was a lot less recognized as such. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> also, I think, because we, we had the same problem with Pocahontas, that there wasn't this cultural card, even though there's slurs in that as well. And right. uh, and I argued that maybe they decided not to because the message is 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 truly it's tro- tol- tolerance and uh, yeah. you know coexistence. I think the message hits so much harder. It's the same message, but I think it hits right. so much harder in this movie than it does in Pocahontas, yeah. and that's because they actually show the the turmoil that the people go through uh, right. by people who think that they're doing it for uh religious reasons and stuff like that and you have more powerful moments too in in hunchback because like i'm vaguely remembering 
in Pocahontas, there's like her one big moment is where she jumps in front of the blade and you know to the club, you know yeah. to stop her mm-hmm. her father. Yeah, the yeah. club. The yeah, only stop thing that's actually killing. in the legend of her. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and it's like that's her big moment. Whereas with with uh, Esmeralda here, played by Demi Moore, uh, singing voice by Heidi Mollenhauer, uh, Esmeralda's big moment. You know, at the end is where she literally just fucking stands up to him. And she's like, she rouses all the people. And she's like, we're not going to fucking, you know, she does this throughout the whole fucking movie. Like three or four times where she stands up to Furlo? Claude Furlo. Yeah. And she's like, she's fuck you. Esmeralda, for yeah. sure. Great, great And I think that's why model. it rings more, though. Great role model, yeah. e- even with her being a, a dancer, a, a busker, and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, that's because of... The cultural restrictions that are put on the Romani people in this period, and yeah. and it's it's one of the, it's like it's like today with uh, our our young black population, like we we're we're perpetuating the culture by uh, expecting these stereotypes out of people, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and all and then we also limit what they can do. In the rest of our society, I mean that on the legal end, that's that's over in our country, but it's still they're still trying to find legal ways to fuck people on the vote. Yeah. Oh, they found them too, and they They found them. They found them. Gerrymandering, beautiful thing. (sighs) But I think that's why the message just like hits harder in this movie, though, is because you see the people fighting so strongly for themselves, yeah, like and overcoming. Whereas, I mean, it, it kind of happens in, in Pocahontas, but it's like the big act is is sacrificing yourself, like, yeah. or, you know, like off, you know, that kind of a thing. So, like, it just feels weirder. Whereas here it just hits like it's just it's a fight. It's a struggle. And, and you know, it's it's fiery. Shit's burning. Yeah. Shit's crazy. There's mayhem. There's possibility of death. Like, it's. It's it bad. It's yeah, fucking, it, it hits. It's hard. a bop. The whole movie's a bop. <laughs> it is. And is it for children? I don't know. I watched it a lot as a kid, but it fuck. Yeah, I watched it a shit ton. <laughs> we even showed it. I remember we showed it in school because it's like it's a yeah. Um, it is a. It's a bit of you know tiny piece of history where it's like you know this this uh when is it in France? I don't remember what year it is. I like I don't early eighteen hundreds. It well in the title apparently. It was originally titled Notre Dame de Paris, fourteen eighty two. So fourteen eighty two. I thought eighteen hundreds. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think it was quite France. Uh, in oh, the that's because it was published in the early eighteen hundreds. That's why. I oh, get oh, it. I, I thought you said eight hundred, and my brain still said eighteen hundred. Um. <laughs> but yeah, in eight hundred, I I don't think they're quite France yet. But no. yeah, this is obviously based off of a novel too by uh, right. Victor Hugo. I almost said Hugo Weaving. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a completely different tale. No, I read it. I read this novel way back in high school, and I barely remember a damn thing about it. It was one of those things that like. I think I read it for a book report or something. I was just like, ah, I don't want to do this. It's just like, right. you know, 
I don't think it was like a specific book forced upon me. I think I chose it, but halfway through, I was like, "I'm not old enough for this. I'm stupid." Like, because <laughs> it, it's you know, it's Drags 1800s on, huh? French writer. Yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like if but, I were to come back to it now, I would appreciate it so much more. But I just, I only remember that all, as I told you before we started recording. All I remember is Esmeralda died in the books, <laughs> and 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 Quasimodo's skeleton was found many years later. In the end. Oh, man. Uh, he was with somebody else's skeleton. So I can't remember. The sequel didn't happen. Then. He didn't find true no, love yeah, with the no, blonde. No, I don't think so. But I okay. do. I do think that it still has the the romance between Esmeralda and Phoebus. Like I, I still think that's oh, still a it? thing in the book. It yeah. means sun god. Phoebus is <laughs> played by. Where are you, Phoebus? There you Kevin are, Klein. Kevin Klein. The yes, immortal. I don't, Kevin I don't think we've Klein. actually said. Yeah, I don't think we've actually said Quasimodo was done by Tom Holch, um, who we know from the live action of Amadeus, which is just a fun, fun yes. fucking movie too. Oh, it's a great like, movie, one hundred percent, probably one of the best movies ever. Yeah, it was really funny too because I didn't know that 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 Tom Holch did Quasimodo when we watched Amadeus. Until like halfway through and then like you told me or somebody, somebody, like maybe right. the internet told me, I don't remember. But like it was one of those moments where I was like, what? And now whenever I see Quasimodo, I can just see Mozart. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just see, I just see Tom Holch as Mozart and it's so funny. It's a completely different character too. We'll have to do that He's got sometime. such a beautiful singing voice though. Oh, he does. Yeah. Surprising. And his, and his current yeah. headshot that he has, uh, that they have... For him on Wikipedia, that is. Oh, I know. He looks like uh, Mark Hamill. It, it, I I could see it. Yeah, I yeah. can kind of see it. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because I look at it, I'm just like, I can see Amadeus in there, but I'm just like, whoa, it's like such a completely different human being. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But not in Quasimodo. Like, you can't see that in Quasimodo. Um, no. So. I think we got a little sidetracked. Um, I was talking about the story with how Frollo comes upon Quasimodo. He is chasing down oh, his yeah. mother and another group of Romani people. Uh, who, oh my gosh. You know, because that's what he does. He's a brutal, brutal man. And uh, on the steps of the Notre Dame, he kills the mother by pushing her yeah. or something. And she hits her head. And then yeah, he's it's about- snowy. It's snowy ground. Yes, yes. And then, then he goes to drop Quasimodo in a well. And, um, He's ugly. Because he is unfortunately deformed, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Archdeacon, I'm however, a green alien. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> and I am a faceless person and I don't judge. Okay. <laughs> Well, I judge. I think it's okay for ugly people to call their ugly people ugly. <laughs> All right. It's our thing. All right. All right. Well, anyways, the Archdeacon played by, I think you already said David Noggin Steers, but. I know. He's in every he's fucking in Disney movie, man. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> It's changing. It was so funny, too, when this movie started. I was just like, I wonder if David Ogden Steers is in this. And then, like, immediately the Archdeacon starts speaking. I'm like, God damn, damn it. Man. Like, all of my childhood. I didn't know this. So funny. Uh, anyways, he convinces Frollo that it would be incredibly sinful to kill an infant. 
uh, let alone in the well that it, the, the fact that he the has to convince uses. him too. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like yeah. what the fuck. Frollo is so self righteous that he just he cannot. Frollo is like mm, easily him, the most evil villain oh, Disney's yeah. ever put forth. Just completely genocidal. I, love- I mean, the scene yeah. as a kid, like you get the point when he lifts up the rock and flips it over, and he's explaining what he wants Captain Phoebus to do. And he's squishing the little yeah. peel bugs. Like, as an adult, it's like, oh, you fucking, fucking asshole. <laughs> I hate you. Right. But to- yeah. Tony J just did an amazing job. My whole life, I really thought it was Alan oh, yeah. Rickman, but it's Tony J. I'm not sure yeah. if I know him. What else anything. do I know him from? Because I feel like I, I feel. Oh, Tailspin. Yeah. Oh, really? Was he Shere Khan in Tailspin? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Man, I was gonna say I was like, oh, he was also in Twin Peaks. Interesting. Wait, do I remember him? It's been so long since I watched Twin Peaks. I never watched the second season, and I and there's oh, a third sorry. now. We tried, we tried so hard. <laughs> we got first the third through the first season, but I feel like I would have to rewatch it. <sighs> yeah, it's such a weirdly <laughs> off show. I love it. <laughs> I know it's so. But anyways, weird. yeah, it, Tony J is fucking phenomenal as Claude Frollo, and like he's got also my second favorite musical number, which uh, is the. It's uh, so good. Uh, is it Ave what's it called? Maria? No. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's a. Beata, Beata Maria. Yeah, that whole sequence, like the the animation, the the flames, all of it, so freaking beautiful. Like I can watch that that animation so many times. It's it's Hellfire. And it gives you so much. It's called Hellfire. What was it? It's called Hellfire. Hellfire. Yeah. 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 That's a great one. But I do I do think he says Beata Maria. Yeah. Something. Um. If I remember, if I remember my French, but it's it's so. Oh, I, I like you get so much backstory and depth into this villain, and it's like he's the deepest villain they've put forth as well because there's just there's so much creepiness to him yeah because he's he you know he's he's seen this romani woman uh esmeralda she's danced you know they had their their festival of fools which was a big amazing sequence yeah um but she she taunted him and she stood up to him at the festival of fools and and you know having this this woman push back against him yeah he one wants to crush her right you know he wants to he wants to beat her and like and have have her defeated and dead but at the same time, he's also infatuated, yes. and like creepily yeah. so. He is. Uh, he is both filled with hatred and lust for Elsmeralda. Yeah, very clear. And that that whole Hellfire sequence is just so disturbing, and I love it so much because he, it's just like they've never gone so deep into a villain like this, where they've given him so many like, uh, <laughs> like just really realistic human qualities. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like you see him and you're like yes i know many people of power who are just like you like it's it's very disturbing yeah yeah it is it is especially today i feel like we have more uh here about yeah. leaders like that who um, just yep. feel like they're doing the right thing but really they're they're just hurting a lot of people um looking at you weinstein yeah that's true well, that's another movie I want to watch for the show at some point. Um, she said. 
at some point. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's called there's, She Said. There's, I think there's two. There's, oh, there's really? She Said, and then I think there's I think there's Women Talking, which is coming out soon. So maybe we compare those. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder if, it's, especially if it is the same story, I wonder what the different angles will be. That would well, be interesting. I, I don't think I don't think women talking is about that. Is that um, Weinstein specifically? I think it's just another. Is it a fictional um, story about it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't looked into it. I just I just saw the title, and I guess I'm just maybe assuming it might not be like that at all. Might not be. But who uh, knows? So, but no. Uh, yeah. Back to the story a little bit. Uh, as I said, Phoebus or Phobus, uh, he's brought in by Frollo because he heard that he's uh, a loyal man. But really, he's and a, a good, good war man. hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he is a very good man. So when Frollo tells him to, you know, go kill people, he's for no apparent reason... He tries to find ways to help those people. Uh, yeah. at, at one point, he flat out refuses with some orders and almost dies. And yeah, yeah he's and a good character. I enjoy it. him. And I like. Yeah, I really do like Phoebus. Yeah. I like a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the nice things, too, is like, so um, as as awful as it is to stay, to say the the romantic idea between Quasimodo and Esmeralda, right. even though it's like you know Quasi is like kind of you know hoping for that, right. um, but like once he realizes that she loves Phoebus, you know right. he's just like, oh, and it takes him a while to warm up to Phoebus, but you know he's once he does, he's okay with it. But like the idea of like that romance hanging over everything, once she once she starts liking Phoebus. You kind of are like, oh damn, you know. It's just like, like yeah. at least as a kid, I was just, always like, yeah, oh just man, a little bit, because I think it's very but, easy to, uh, oh, what is the word uh, to to sympathize for Quasimodo, but that's not relate yeah. relate to him as a kid. Relate, yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you ever felt that you didn't fit in, you know. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, like, I, I feel the same. Like, there's moments where, uh, you know, I'm uh, non-binary mm. and, like, I'm trying to, to express that, but at the same time, don't want to express it too much because then I feel left out. And it's just, like, it's, it's that kind of, like, thing of, like, not fitting in but wanting so desperately to, to fit in but be yourself around that. Right. And that's, like, when he goes to the – when Quasimodo goes to the Festival of Fools, it's so – freaking fun for him because it's like everybody just thinks he's right wearing a mask they just think they he's do. in a costume yeah i think that's something we didn't quite explain um <clears throat> though frollo no nah, i'm just uh, assuming everybody yeah. knows this <laughs> everybody knows this movie uh so frollo though he uh agrees to take charge of quasimodo he locks him away in the bell tower so uh, and yeah. tells him that People would never ex- uh, accept him for for who he is because yeah. he's a monster. Uh, basically, just you know, gaslighting him and uh, being yeah, a general asshole. <laughs> yeah, hide, hiding his his discrepancies as much as he can. His yes, sins. yeah, lock, lock making him, him look like the like best person there. on the planet. Yeah, yeah. It reminds I'm taking care of me you. a lot of a certain stepmother that I once had. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Oops. <laughs> just lock you up in bird cages no, like no, a series no, no. of unfortunate just, just, events. Just like the the self righteousness part of it. Like only yeah. she could be right. Right. Yeah. There's so many people I know like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a frustrating. Uh, frustrating personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, it really works so well for a villain, especially of. of oh yeah. Frollo's. Uh, Frollo. <laughs> Frollo. Frollo. Come get Frollo? your breakfast, Frollo. It's getting Frollo. cold. Uh, I do think he works. He works so well against against. Quasimodo's like you know his innocence and then like yeah. his uh just his his need to fit in and then you guys Morelda's uh just her, her whole struggle to like help her help and better mm-hmm. her people and to get out of the 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 is slavery the right word like I don't think uh, they were oppression. enslaved technically they they were oppressed, oppressed. yeah they were oppressed. and uh yeah. uh what is the term when you're genocided against. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then but then enter phoebus you know and it's like as i as i was saying with the uh, with the relationship with him and esmeralda like you, you're upset at first because as a kid i was mm-hmm. upset but phoebus is such a good warm-hearted person that you're like i get it yeah. i kind of like him too yeah you yeah know, and he's, quasimodo's he's, he's like handsome, they're good, good together. They're good together. Yeah. He'll keep her safe. We'll still all be friends. It's great. Yeah, it's so yeah. nice. And I was, I kept expecting to uh, uh, Phoebus's horse is named Achilles, and I kept expecting that, like right at the beginning they say Achilles heel. You know, he does that. He does that moment. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought that would come into play where they would make that like right. that kind of an actual like a joke or a reference where like it, it it's a weakness. Yeah. Like he does His something that's like a weakness, and I was never, never, never fulfilled on that. Huh. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it is funny. But I love Achilles. Yeah. He does get a lot of good comedic bits where he gets to sit on people, and that's he fun. Does. Yeah. Very classic yeah. horse that's bits. That's true. Uh, so <laughs> there's there's three other characters that we have not talked about. Uh, <gasps> something that I really like about Quasimodo is that he has an immense imagination. I mean, you yeah. would have to to survive, or is, it? or is it? That is exactly right. It could be the power of Notre Dame, <laughs> but he, uh, for one thing, he, he loves to carve figurines for the townspeople, and he has this little yeah. uh, model of the square that he can see, and he has all the people in it. Uh, and that's really cute. But he converses all day with these three <laughs> gargoyles named uh, Victor, Hugo, and Laverne. <laughs> yeah, where Laverne comes from, I don't know. But obviously, no, Victor, Hugo. I, I think like, it's just that's... from Laverne and Shirley, maybe because she kind of. What don't if know. his What if his name was Victor Laverne Hugo? That uh, was Victor Victor Marie. His name was Victor Marie Hugo. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Victor is played by, uh, Charles Kimborough. I think that's how you say that name. Uh, I don't really recognize him from anything. Kimborough? I always thought, was he in the crown? No, it doesn't matter. Um, I always thought that he, um, was Miles or Niles, whichever from Frasier. That is Sumi. I, I was a kid. Okay. I thought there was right. X amount of actors in the world, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
then the next one I always knew uh, because uh, Seinfeld was on like forever all the time in my house uh, right. and probably everybody's house in that time period. Jason Alexander plays Hugo. Sadly. And I'm trying to find Laverne on this list. Here she is. Mary Wicks, I think. Mary Wickies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm she trying. apparently a nun in something. Looking at uh, her. Sister Act. <laughs> looking at her Wikipedia She was photo. in the Sister Act movies. Um, and Oh, she was a nun in many things. In many things, I guess. Hi- Highway to Heaven, oh I would guess. Maybe. Well, she was in some- someone named Minnie. Um, I-, I don't know why they called her Laverne, but it works for yeah, that character is- 100%. I think it was just a funny. I, I-, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Here's here's what Mary Wicks. She often played supporting roles as prim professional women, secretaries, nurses, nuns, therapists, teachers, and housekeepers. <laughs> that was not her She's character as Laverne. <laughs> Laverne is like no. Laverne is like a real sweetheart to Quasimodo, of course, but she yeah. like has to keep the other two in line, and she's got this awesome accent, and that is absolutely yeah. not French. She was the, uh, <laughs> she was the uh, the type of of elderly individual I want to be, which is like the cranky but nice. Yeah. Like, so it's like she's always like yelling at her, "Why are you doing yes. this?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that exactly. You Damn you, kids! Get off my lawn! Come inside, have some fucking chocolate chip cookies. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jason Alexander's uh, uh, gargoyle is really kind of rude and gross. Has a pig's face. Um, kind yeah, of like really gross. Yeah, he's really gross. I, I, he wants to. The, the, he really badly wants to have sex with uh, some goats. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. With Elsmeralda's goat. goat. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, uh, it's I wonder if Frank Welker find... was the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that made me so happy. I did find that that Charles Kimbrough, who did uh, Victor, um, he was uh, the narrator for the Angry Beavers show. Did you watch the Angry Beavers as a kid? Uh, just a little that? bit. And Frank Welker was 100% the goat. And Oh, my God. And the baby bird that, uh, uh, that it, Quasimodo helps fly at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's a good scene too. I yeah. love that little. It's a good yeah. introduction to, to, to Quasi. Quasi. Yeah, Quasimodo. He also loves the bells too. Like that's really the, yeah. the bells are really well displayed in this movie. Oh, like, and he's super strong from ringing them too. He's oh yeah, to fuck. yeah. And his his like his ability to parkour is fucking great. I too. love it. Like yeah. his yeah, yeah it's definitely. That, I mean, a good that's my cartoon. favorite sequence. The uh, yeah. The out there music video. Oh, if you just if you just so Google good. that on on YouTube, that I mean, that's the best sequence of this whole movie. It's so good. The the goat by the name by the way is is uh, Jala. I it's that DJ thing. I'm never sh- quite sure how to say that, but DJ D J A L I is how it's spelled. Jala. I say Jolly. Jolly. I, it might have been Jolly. Jolly. Because I kind of thought it was yeah. jolly, like G O L L Y, when we were watching it. So maybe right. was, that's right. Yeah, I think maybe jolly. <clears throat> How fun! What fun! Yeah, so beautiful. So we'll I see Frank movie. in the next like, one, and David as well. 
Does it really? He's, no, in, he's just, in Hercules too. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, they, no, I, I'm really, I'm really curious because, like, I, I, I have I not looked it are. up. I want to, I want to be surprised each and every time. <laughs> I love it, man. It's hilarious. So, are you ready for closing no. statements? I am. I am. It's 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 my favorite fucking Disney film. It's like it's easily four stars. Like. If you have not seen Hunchback of Notre Dame, fuck's wrong with you. Yeah, Go out and good. do it. It's good. Um, if you are Romani, know that there are a lot of slurs if you haven't yes. seen it. That's upsetting. And, and honestly, um, as a Romani human, I think they unfortunately expect it because people right. just haven't figured it out yet. Um, yeah. And that's unfortunate. But like, I really. I, I will say that it looks like Wikipedia had updated the, their. <laughs> the yeah, I did look Wikipedia like that. perfectly. Yeah. That was nice. But no, I uh, I highly recommend this film. The music is beautiful. I, I'm always listening to the music every single year of my life. Ever since I've seen this movie, I've had the music on at some point in that year because it's fucking phenomenal. At the very least, Hellfire and Out There. Oh, like, they're both great songs. Yeah. yeah. Really, all the yeah. songs are great. The rest, though, are less poignant and more jolly fun fun. Um Right. Because of the carnivals and stuff. And when they get to um, the underground city, uh, uh, eventually, um, the City of Angels, I think they called it. I can't remember. Something like that. Um, yeah. Los Angeles is under Paris, just so you know. <laughs> 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 and, and that is where the Romani live. Um, <laughs> accurate. Accurate. Theologically accurate. Uh, that song, even though we were talking about execution, was also very, very uh, light. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, even the fucking uh, the um, choir bit where they're in the in Notre Dame itself, mm. it's right before Hellfire, where you just have like the the friars and everything, right, walking by, and they're just they're just chanting and everything. It's like even that bit is just like, ah, oh, oh, this is so nice. nice to listen to, yeah. like. Like, yeah. even though it's ominous sounding and leads right. into like the the craziest song in the entire soundtrack, <laughs> it's just like once you hear it, you're just like yes, yes. Well, There's something about church bells. I just like even though I'm not religious, I just I like a good church a bell. Church bells is nice. Like, I lived behind my father's place is behind a church, uh, a Lutheran church, and so you know every Sunday we'd hear the bells throughout the day. Saturday yeah. too. Excuse me, and you know. um yeah, we did learn to enjoy them. Also, uh, at one point, uh, I don't know what position he was in the church, but he let us play in the courtyard in the middle oh, of the nice. church. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. I was an acolyte at mine. <laughs> I didn't I snuffed that one. the candles. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> Fort Wayne, it, we call it the city of churches. Uh, so we did not go yeah. to that one. <laughs> we just lived there and played hide and seek in the graveyard on Halloween. Um, oh hell yeah! So I give this movie <laughs> that we're talking about a face and a half. It's a damn good movie. It's just kind of a damn shame that they use this slur over and over again. And I'm really not sure if the slur is universal in Europe. Or if that's an English word. Uh, gotcha. If that's the case, then why didn't they use whatever term was appropriate for France? Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. They're, yeah, probably, curious, yeah. they're probably trying to 
let people know who they are talking about without any mistake in their identity. That's probably yeah. what the goal was. And like I said earlier, then, it was a lot less well known that it, it was offensive yeah. to the Romani people. <clears throat> so that's the show, right? That is the show, I think. Yeah, get out get out there, get on to Disney Plus and watch this That's bad boy. Right. And have a damn good time. It's fun. Yeah, please enjoy uh, it. If you like this review, yeah. uh you know and you want to support our show, that'd be awesome. You could go down to patreon.com slash green and faceless. Uh there's a lot of tiers there. We have two Patreon uh episodes a month uh one at the top of the month uh that that is suggested and voted upon and we send that out uh to everybody to listen to and then one that's a patreon exclusive um just for the patrons called bangers and hash so if you want to check that out yeah go do it do it go do it guys do do it it. help us out please yeah it'd be great because we love you we love you we love you. And? And? We want your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yep, I think that's oh, it. Shit. That's the show. That's it. That's it. Give me, give me, give me some more. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> and I am the Faceless Leon. I'm not that, that in, you know, I'm not that pushy, but I do need a new car. Okay. Safe travels. I'm green, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Green with greed. Green with greed. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. No, I'm not. You are. What the fuck? (laughs) I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.